You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Matt Browning. And Matt is a podcast host, a master trainer of NLP, and the best-selling author of a new book called The Firebox Principle, The Seven Drives That Fuel Every Entrepreneur. He speaks all over the world from the U.S. to Australia and has filmed a movie with Brian Tracy, Bob Proctor, and consults with Fortune 100 companies such as U.S. Bank, John McAfee, New York Life, the YMCA, and many, many others. So welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Dennis. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited because we tried to do this back in September. We ran into some tech issues and fortunately our schedules got back together and we're here today. So today I'm really excited because this is a topic that we've never talked about on Growth Experts. And that's always exciting for me. And I hope it is for the audience too. Today, we're going to talk about how to leverage NLP to get more clients for your business. So obviously you see growth because this is growth experts. And so we want to tie it back to that. But before we do that, just if you could fill in the blanks a little bit, take a minute or two, give us a quick backstory, because I know you have an interesting backstory of kind of how you pivoted and how you landed in this whole NLP. And then we'll dive right in. Sure. You know, I started in real estate at 18 years old. So I was uh, jumping right into business. I didn't know anything about it, but I created success for myself pretty quickly. And by 25, I found myself as a self-made millionaire. I had $5 million in property and I've been running my own business for three years. And I was drained, stressed, empty, and tired. (laughs) And I made the biggest mistake of my life. I went to go see a seminar. I went to go see Tony Robbins, guy with the big hands, big head, huge teeth, phenomenal human being. And (laughs) he became one of my coaches and mentors. You know, most people have heard of Tony. But, you know, I saw Tony and I just, it changed my life. I saw how he was interacting with people at a pattern level, at a subconscious level. And a lot of people thought he was a motivational speaker, and I did too. But it turned out he was much more interested in people's motivations and what created success inside. And I just got wrapped by it. I I couldn't do anything besides that. So I decided to quit everything. I threw out my business. I closed my office. I abandoned the houses. It was a bad, it was a big mistake. But I just said, I don't care about that stuff. I need to help people. So I went on the the champion's journey of becoming a life coach, a life coach at the tender age of 26. And I went after that. And, you know, I probably made about $900 in two years. It was not a lot of money. $900. I think, I think some of the life coaches can relate. And, and that's a sad fact is, is unfortunately we can. But, you know, in two years, I had three clients. Two of them were free and one paid me $900. And at that point, I thought, gosh, like, what is going on here? Because I didn't do it for the business. I did it because I wanted to change people's lives. But I had to figure it out. So I began actually eating my own cooking, as the chefs say. So I started using NLP on myself and using that to shift my own beliefs, mindset, attitudes, habits, 
behaviors around how I did my coaching and speaking business. And then a couple years in, then it took off and I got to speak in Australia the first time. I went over there with $40 in my pocket and negative in both my bank accounts. Sleeping, I, I went to go get a bed at a hostel, but it turns out I couldn't afford that. The sign said $33 for a bed. And some people might relate to this because this was, I mean, this is the moment, right, where I had to, to figure it out. The sign said $33 for a bed. I walk in with my $40 Australian money. And I said, I'll take a bed, please. My first night there, I had nowhere to stay. I didn't know anyone in the country, but I had a speaking gig a few days later. And the lady looks at me and says, that'll be $53. And I said, um, you know, I'm trying to be nonchalant. Well, I mean, I thought it was 33. And she says, oh, don't worry, mate. There's a key deposit. You'll get it back when you check out or however they talk. And I had to look at her and say, I'm sorry, I can't afford the $20 key deposit, even if I get it back. And I walked out. I didn't know what to do. So I went and got Chinese food. You know, it's hot. There's lots of it. You know, the MSG would keep me warm at night, I figured. So if I just <laughs> sleep outside. So I spent seven bucks on Chinese food and I did find a place to stay. I spoke a few days later and that was the first day that I spoke and, and taught what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really happy to say I sold $58,000 in coaching and training. And that was the first moment I realized that if you apply this stuff to yourself, you can see major, major shifts and changes. And I'm happy to say I didn't have to stay in a hostel after that. <laughs> but that was really the start of my training uh, career that took me all over the world teaching this stuff. That's a great story. So how long have you been doing this now? How long ago did you start your training business and where are you at today? 12 years ago. 12, 12 years this month, actually. 12 years. Awesome. Okay. So we're talking a lot about NLP. So, and I, and I think there's some people that are probably scratching their heads and there's others that are just, you know, ready to take notes, but why don't we start this by explaining what is NLP? Give us a short version of what NLP is. Cause I really, really want to dive into those strategies and tips and kind of even some stories you have about how to leverage it for growth and getting clients. Let's break down the word first. So NLP stands for, if you haven't heard it before, neuro linguistic programming. It's a, a, some people call it a science, which is, is inaccurate. So the people that would, some people tear down NLP. Most people love it because it's a very useful tool set. The people that tear it down call it a pseudoscience and I wouldn't call it a science at all. It's not, it's not, it's not that. What it more is, is a philosophy. It's a habit and it's a way of approaching things. So one of the definitions of NLP is the mindset that produces results. Real simple. The mindset that produces results. There's several different definitions that we could use. One of my favorite ones is some people call it the lost user manual for the mind. And I think that's a fascinating one because, you know, we talk about how kids don't come with a user manual. Well, our brains don't either. And even as we record this in, at the end of 2018, we still don't know anywhere near what we're going to know in 50 more years. So NLP is about studying that process. Another definition that might make sense for you is how to leverage the language of the mind to consistently achieve your desired outcomes. How do you leverage the language of the mind? So neuro-linguistic, neuro for mind, linguistic for language, and programming is about what are the linguistic programs? What's the language that our mind uses to communicate with ourselves? How have we programmed ourselves? Some of us have habits that are programmed. Some have attitudes. Some have reactions that are programmed, right? You know, some, you, know you look at someone who reacts the same way as their parent did, or some people have the exact opposite way. But either way, we have programs. Maybe, Dennis, you love sushi or maybe you hate sushi, you know, or you love oysters, you hate oysters. And if you ask a whole room, no matter what the culture is, no matter what the background is, some people have been programmed in their mind to love them and some hate them, even if they never tried them. NLP is about studying the patterns of how we work and then how do you leverage that 
to really create the desired outcomes you have. And we can talk about that with personality traits, with attitudes, with habits. And ultimately, when we talk about going to get more clients, how can you use basically how you are and who you are built as to go get more clients, to go create the results you're looking for? Perfect. No, that's great. And I think that's a perfect segue because, you know, there's a lot that you can talk about here. I mean, I know before the interview, we were talking a little bit and we've got to rein it in because this is a relatively short podcast. So I want to dive right in. I know you're going to help us unpack how you've leveraged and how you've helped other people leverage NLP to get more clients. So if you could dive into that, you know, however you want to unpack that for us, help us because I'm ready to take some notes. Sounds awesome. One of the first ways is literally just simply your emotional state, your mindset. So I came up with a concept and and I'll walk you through it in a second called the champion state. And I was doing jujitsu years ago and I was a blue belt way up there, you know, the second belt. And I watched these guys who were really, really good, brown belts and et cetera, and they would roll and win and tap people out. But when they went to a tournament, they wouldn't perform the same way. And I realized that when they got into a new environment, their emotional state would shift. And it turns out that the state you're in, the emotional state, are you anxious? Are you excited? It's a very fine line, but depending on how you feel, that will win over talent and skills. Okay, so let's take that into the business arena. And this is where this applies. If you go, let's say you're, you're a business-to-business person and you're going to be cold knocking on office doors or cold calling people, the script is not going to be as powerful that you use. So the words, not as powerful as the state you're carrying yourself in. So if you're, if you're about to knock on the door and you're trying to psych yourself up and you feel defeated, that's going to rub off way more than whatever you say if you say the right thing. So I, to me, there's nothing more important than your emotional state. In fact, if you look at, at the quality of your life and the quality of your relationships, you know, if you think you have a great relationship or a terrible relationship, what you're really saying is the sum total of moments of emotion I've had with this person have been good or bad. And I know that's kind of a, a big statement to make, but there's nothing more important than your emotional state when it comes to success. So how do emotional states work? Well, some of them happen naturally. Like, you know, if I, if I tell a funny joke, then you just all of a sudden feel joy and laughter for that moment, right? That maybe that happens now. I, I wish that would happen, but we'll see. <laughs> I try hard. I try hard. But, you know, those are naturally occurring states. You know, you see something funny, you laugh, right? That's great. But most often, how would you want to feel when you're going to walk into a new prospect's office or, or call a new prospect? Like, let me ask you, Dennis, what, what emotional state do you think would be a good emotional state to feel right when you're about to contact them? You know, I wouldn't want to feel very confident. I want to feel very confident. confident. I want to feel very competent. I want to feel strong. I want to feel like I have great value to provide. Perfect. So let's start with confident and strong. How about that? Perfect. So if you felt confident and strong, do you think there'd be a much greater chance that you'd be able to land that client or start that conversation, get through the gatekeeper, whatever it is, right? Of course. Yeah. So the challenge is, how do you feel confident when you're not confident? And, and this is what we study in NLP so much is how states come to be. So there's three types of states. The first state is a naturally occurring state. So that just happens to be you are about to do something that you're really good at and you happen to feel confident off the cuff. Now, the question though is how do you harness that when you're not naturally feeling it? So the second two types of states are a remembered state or a made up created state. So you can remember a state. So if you don't feel confident in the moment, you're about to open that door and you feel Like how might you feel instead? Not you, but maybe some other salesperson, some other consultant. How would you feel if you're not confident? What's the opposite? Oh yeah. You feel defeated. You feel like this is a waste of time. You feel like it's just going to, you're going to get more rejection. You've already kind of seen the 
the future and it's all negative. Perfect. So I'm going to say defeated and rejected. And especially what if you went to three other offices and they all kicked you out aggressively and now you're feeling defeated, rejected, and you got to go to your fourth place. So here's what you do instead. You're not feeling naturally confident and strong, right? Of course not. You're feeling naturally defeated and rejected. So we want to remember a time that we did feel that. And this isn't just positive thinking. This is science back from 1902. And you've heard this before, actually. Dr. Twidmeyer wrote a paper called The Knee-Jerk Reaction. He was testing the reflexes of people with a little hammer, right, the mallet on their knees. And he realized that just before he hit them, they started jerking their knee before. So he wrote a paper called The Knee-Jerk Reaction and said, that's really interesting. We still use that term today. Two years later, Ivan Pavlov wrote a paper called The Conditioned Response in 1904. And he was doing work with dogs, as you probably have heard this story before, and the dog's digestive tracts. And he would wring the a tuning fork and show meat paste and the dogs would start salivating. Well, he did it enough times. Eventually, he took the meat paste away, rang the tuning fork, and you know what happened. The dog started salivating anyway. So people thought he was an idiot because humans, that can't possibly work. We're too complex neurological creatures. It works on dogs, not on us. It turns out, though, because we're so complex, it works even better on us. So win-win for us. So now, today in NLP, we use the process called anchoring, which is based on the condition response. So the idea is if you ever smelled like a cologne that totally took you back to sitting with your dad or you smelled apple pie and you're back on grandma's farm. Yeah, of course. Or you hear a song on the radio and now you're back breaking up or falling in love. Those are condition responses. They're called anchors. So we know they work, right? I can hear a song from 1999 and instantly I remember what street I'm on and I feel sad because I'm breaking up with my girlfriend. But it's 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Who cares about that? Well, I care about it because... What if I felt confident three weeks ago or I felt confident 10 years ago and I had the moment like Dennis, do you remember a time that you were like unbelievably confident? Like you're thinking, I got this, been there, done that. No one can do this better than me. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you think of a specific time? Uh, yeah, we could talk about a situation where, you know, it landed a, a huge client that took us, you know, a long time to get, but it turned out to be a seven figure client. So it was a, it was one of those journeys where there was a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, it was one of those things you just look back on and, and realize that it was amazing. And that built an enormous amount of confidence in me. Now this is in my early career, right back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And so, yeah, I, I still, I, I can get chills on that because I, I remember that so vividly. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to a moment in time. And, and if you're listening to this right now, you could actually try this, make sure you're not driving or anything, you know, but you can close your eyes and go back to a moment in time. So not like the whole time with the client, but pick the moment along the way. Maybe it was when you finished the contract. Maybe it was halfway through. You're doing the work already for them. Does that make sense? Not when you landed it. Cause maybe you, when you landed it, you felt excited and anxious and thrilled and, you know, a combination of feelings. But somewhere along the way, you were like, oh my gosh, I got this. You know what, by the way, one of the best ways to get confidence is to go, you can actually go to what we call an NLP cross-contextual. Now this might sound a little funky, but there's different contexts in life. You know, the where's and the who's and the when's. So you're thinking about a sales situation. And what a lot of people do is they make the mistake of trying to find the state, the confidence they want, from the same context where they can't get it. So back to my jujitsu guys, they would go to the tournament and I'd say, do you remember a time you were confident? And they're trying to go back to another time in a tournament that they were confident. Does that make sense? Right. And the problem is they're not finding any because all of the times at tournaments, they were riddled with a little bit of anxiety along with whatever else they felt. So I said, let's go to a whole other area in life. Who cares? Let's go to, hey, do you, can you tie your shoes? And they go, uh, yeah. I said, how confident are you you can tie your shoes? 
And they'd say, well, pretty dang confident. I said, great. Now, don't mistake the difference in content in tying your shoes just because that's not important doesn't mean that the state is any less. So if right now, literally, you just sat there and you closed your eyes and I said, how good are you at tying your shoes? You'd make a face. If I could see your face right now, it would be like, please, of course I could do it. (laughs) Exactly. But what I just proved is that you can harness a confident state right in the middle of, it doesn't matter what context you're in, you can harness a state that's confident. So what we'll do is we want to go back to that time that you're you're tying your shoes and you're feeling totally confident. You go back to the whatever time it was that you felt that feeling. And when you go back there, we need to find a way to ring a tuning fork metaphorically. So instead of ringing a tuning fork like Pavlov, I'll do something like you could take your index finger and your thumb and squeeze it together. Or you could squeeze your right earlobe. You do something that's unique that you don't do all the time, right? So don't just like squeeze a fist or something, but squeeze your, I like that, your index finger and your thumb. And I'll squeeze it together and I'll say something like, yeah. And I just say that over and over again. So as I go back into the state and what I'm doing is I'm creating the anchor on purpose. Remember when I talked about breaking up with the girl and driving away? That was an accidental anchor. I was feeling really intensely sad, and then this unique song came on the radio, and now when I hear that song later, it brings back the sadness. We're going to do this on purpose. So you get really, really confident by remembering a time that you were really, really confident. And as you're at the peak of really genuinely feeling it right here, right now, you squeeze your index finger and your thumb together. You say, yes, or yeah. And that becomes the song, so to speak. That's the stimulus. And then later on, you do that a couple of times. And then later on, if you want to, you can then squeeze your finger and thumb together. And then the state will come back in rushing in. I'll try it real quick. Yeah. See, the thing that I like about this, Matt, is that it's the difference. You just pointed out in my eyes, the difference between NLP and just positive thinking, right? When you're positive thinking, it doesn't necessarily have an emotional state. You're just saying, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. You know, you know, whatever your positive, you know, mantra is. The difference here is that you're tying it to an emotion, right? And that's what, I think that's what really binds it. Am I right? Yes. You're tying it to an emotion. So it's thoughts and emotions, but more than that, you're also creating a neurological link. So literally through your physiological nervous system, that's the difference. You know, positive thinking is just the language, but using a champion state is you're creating a neurological reaction. That's incredibly different. So that's where the finger and thumb come in. So doing something throughout your body. Gotcha. So it's the physical and the emotional, right? So physical that- and the emotional. And of course, you're also thinking, see, the language of your mind is not just words. The language of your mind is pictures, sounds, feelings, smells, taste, and self-talk. So that's maybe another discussion, but our mind has six different ways to language something. You can close your eyes and think of a picture in your mind. And, and that has all sorts of details in it. Or you can say to yourself, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. You know, that's the, that's the words, but there's so much more in your mind than just the words. So for me, affirmations are one of the worst things you could do. One of the worst things you could do because you're almost on purpose getting rid of the other parts, the, the robustness of how your mind thinks. Now, I'll say that to be controversial. The truth is affirmations, as long as you use the full language in your mind and you make pictures that are positive and, and you use physiological touch that's positive, then it works. But if you just say something over and over again or write it down over and over again, it just doesn't have the effect. Right. That makes total sense. Okay. So tying this back to like a salesperson, because I think that's how we originally started, right? So that's tying right. it back to this salesperson who's either going to get on a call or a meeting or a big presentation, tie that back in. I definitely want to tie, try to tie that back in really quick because we're going to have to wrap up here in just a couple of minutes and I still have a couple other questions. 
So this is exactly what I do every time before I go and start a sales pitch. So when I go speak on stage or you're about to go into your prospects space, whatever that is, what you'll do is beforehand, like maybe right now as you listen to this, you can pause, you can go through this process and you can squeeze, you can set your anchor. So you go back to a time you were confident. And as soon as you feel the feeling coming in strong, like you really genuinely feel it, you're remembering that moment in time, squeeze your finger, thumb together, say yes, and feel it. And then what happens is you want to then let go of your thumb and finger and you'll let the feeling pass. Emotions come in like waves. They come in, they build up, they get strong, they peak, and then they start to dissipate. And that's totally normal. Let it happen and then go back to it again. And when it comes back in, squeeze it again. When you feel it, and then let it go. Right, And do that three, four, five, six times, however many you need until you really, you keep doing it every time. Then you can change your state, you can go about your day, and then when you're about to walk in that door, you're about to pick up that phone, instead of sitting down at your desk, looking at your phone and feeling anxious or feeling uh, defeated and rejected, right when you're about to do it, you trigger that anchor. You squeeze your finger and thumb together, you say yes, and you watch and feel the confidence and the strength coming back in and you'll feel that in a natural way. It won't be as strong as if it just happened right here, right now, but it'll be a very close second. You'll feel that coming in. And now, again, if you're about to pick up the phone to call your prospect, like the confidence, you know that it comes through the phone. It comes through your eyes when you walk in the door. And now you're way more likely to get them because people don't buy your idea, your product, or your service. They buy you. And when they buy you, what they're really buying before anything else is your emotional state you're in in the moment. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because one of the things that I did, and I didn't even realize, I don't even think I realized I did this, (laughs) but I wrestled all through high school, all through college. And one of the things I used to do was I used to listen to a specific song before every match. And I, the reason why is it was, you know, and I'll tell you, it was one of the songs was the Rocky song, right? It was one of those songs that just got me in this emotional state where when I went out there, I was an anchor. I was ready to go right? I mean, I was just, I was, it was game on, right? And so I think just to bring that back to the audience, I think that's, I think we've all done this at different times in our lives. Like you said, the time inadvertently when, you know, you broke up with your girlfriend or she broke up with you. I know you told me the real story before before the interview, but anyway, (laughs) anyway, point is, you know, I think we've all done this at different points. And so for people that are, you know, are confused, I mean, just think about what you've already done, those situations. And then you're just really replicating that, but in a positive state, right? And you want to be whatever that state is, whether you want to be confident or competent or whatever it is. So, so no, I think that's perfect. Awesome. Is there any final things you want to add? You know, the one thing on, on anchoring, I would say is test it out, try it out and keep going with it. You know, like test it a few times, do it four five, six times. And then when you go to fire it off, so you can set it and then fire it off later. When you go to fire it off later, and if you feel like it comes in halfway, you're like, well, I feel good, but like it's not crazy amazing. Just go back and set it some more. Always great to do that. I even, I created a program a while back called Unleash Your Inner Champion. And it's just me taking you through this process with some music in the background to set an anchor over and over again. And what I love to do is set three different states and stack them on top of each other. So I would create like, I love confident, powerful, unstoppable. Do one after the other. And then by the time you finish that, when you're about to go, I don't care if you're going to ask that person on a date, you're going to go go knock on that office door. You're going to go sit down with that seven-figure contract and say, let's discuss this. You fire that off just before you walk in the door and you watch what happens. You watch how people react to you differently because you feel different from the inside out. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, listen, Matt, we didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about your specific business, but 
One question I like to ask all my guests, just kind of part of the show is, what's your favorite growth tool or software when it comes to building your business? I mean, something that you're using, a tool or software that helps you grow and get more clients. You know, it's funny, this uh, Basecamp is one of the big ones I use for my team. That's really, really useful because I'm a terrible project manager. So I hired a great project manager and she runs everything. And then that keeps me accountable. That's really good. And then the second quick one is iCal. It sounds so easy, so basic. It's free with Macs, but the calendar, I actually use the calendar and I, I use seven different calendars for office space rental. I use it for communication with my wife when she puts on dinners with couples and things. It saved my marriage. So use the calendar. Anything that's schedulable becomes real. Perfect. And what's one book that you would recommend, other than your own, of course, that you would recommend to the audience? The Firebox Principle. Oh, not my own book. Um, <laughs> there's not really that many other great ones. out. No, uh, one, of, <laughs> one of my favorites that still stays tried and true uh, in the business space or in the mindset space is Think and Grow Rich. My first mentor gave me that book with a $100 bill stapled to it and said, Matthew, good luck. I hope this helps you. And it took me seven years to read it. When I finally did, I understood that Napoleon Hill was simply talking about patterns of thinking and patterns of success. And that was really the basis of NLP before NLP existed. Perfect. Well, listen, before we wrap up, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about your book, and then we'll wrap it up for today. I sure appreciate that. You know, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm really active on Instagram and Facebook at Matt Browning, B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, at Matt Browning. And uh, you can comment there and, and follow and say hello. And then if you want to check out the book, it's fireboxbook.com, fireboxbook.com. You can get a copy of the book. You can also get a copy of the Firebox quiz. We haven't talked about it here, but if you want to check that out, feel free. And if it's okay with you, Dennis, I'd love to, since we talked about Champion State, I sell this program for $497, $500, but I'm happy just to give that away to anyone. I can give you a link or something to the Unleash Your Inner Champion. And if you guys would like to have that, take it, take me up on it, try it out. It's not a a funnel or a sales thing or anything. It's literally just a tool that I use every day. If you want to use that tool, I'm happy to give it to you because we had such a great conversation about it. Perfect. Awesome. Listen, I really appreciate that. I'll make sure I get that link from you and I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, for now, we're going to wrap it up. And thanks for being on the show, Matt. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.